Welcome to AASHTO Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management. We're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. All right, it's time for another episode of AASHTO Resource Q&A. And, and this is a, an FAQ episode. So Kim, what question do we have today? We have how and when do I respond to a low rating? Oh, low ratings on low proficiency rating. samples. Yep, low ratings on proficiency samples. So I, first off, I think we need to clarify what is a low rating. I'm going to be air quoting that low rating because what, what does that mean and what numbers are that? And tell me more. All right, I'm going to start at the beginning. So proficiency sample program is shipped out the, the samples are shipped out to tons of labs for example the course aggregate sample goes to over i believe 2000 labs somewhere around mm -hmm. 2000 labs or maybe yeah. even more all over the world and those laboratories submit their results the proficiency sample program figures out what the averages of those results they throw out outliers mm -hmm. and then they issue ratings based on how many standard deviations the laboratory's results are from the mean. Okay. So you get your ratings. Uh, if you're within one standard deviation, mm -hmm. on the high side of the mean, you get a five. Okay. If you're within one standard deviation on the low side of the mean, you get a minus five. So if I'm, so I'm, if I'm imagining correctly, one of those standard bell curve things, right? Is that yes, how that I should be you, looking you at must, that? You must, must. imagine it. You, okay. you, if you don't, you are doomed. I'm doomed. Okay. So we're <laughs> imagining, this. we're yes. imagining, imagine I mean, if you close your eyes, unless you're driving, close your eyes, imagine the perfect bell curve and the mean is right in the middle and that That's right. right in the middle. So if you are one standard deviation on either side of that, you're a five. You're a five. But uh, plus, if you're plus on the, the right, minus okay. on the left. Gotcha. Okay, continue. I just wanted to make sure I was okay. visualizing that correctly. Thank you. That is exactly it. And then I want you to imagine those notches getting half as wide as that first one. So we'll, we'll go okay. to one and a half standard deviations mm -hmm. uh, for the next Okay. Notch, and that is the four negative four okay. range for your rating. Mm -hmm. Another half notch, and you are at a three negative three. That's your last satisfactory rating, by the way. You're within two standard deviations. Two, okay, that's what I was just going to ask. So that's two standard deviations away from the mean, and those are threes, a three and a negative three. That's and right. That is what a good rating is. That that's is right. acceptable. That is where you want to that be. That is acceptable okay you want to live in those ratings yeah a five and a three yeah you get below that it's, it's time to worry okay so that's okay from negative three to positive five all the way no not all the way yeah that's all know. the way to zero on both ends okay gotcha so you go down another half notch you're at your two rating mm -hmm. now a two rating is a low rating okay so but, that's what we're talking about here. It's twos. Yeah, two minus two, low rating. Okay. But I will make one distinction on those low ratings. Mm -hmm. That is, I would call that the yellow zone. That's where you want to, that's your caution area. You've got, it's a low rating, but it's not a suspendable low rating. Oh, so there's so a you difference. Get a, yeah, so you get a two, mm -hmm. and it's time to take corrective action and get back in that 
green zone from okay. five to three, right? Now, once you get beyond that, you've got the one minus one and the zeros. Uh, those are suspendable low ratings. So meaning if you get repeat low ratings, so it's not just one instance. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You get a low rating, one instance. Uh, you can come back from that, take corrective action, avoid suspension. However, if you get repeat low ratings of zero, one, or minus one on both samples in mm -hmm. the pair, two rounds in a row, so that would be a total of four samples that you've mm -hmm. received a zero, negative one, or one, mm -hmm. uh, your accreditation would be suspended for that test method if it was an accredited test method. Gotcha. If you weren't accredited for it, it doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter as far as accreditation you don't have to do anything. as far as accreditation but it, so, it should matter to you obviously gotcha so even if you're not accredited and you see that you have low ratings you receive low ratings so an unaccredited lab non-accredited lab i guess would is gets low ratings they don't have to do anything as far as the proficiency sample program or astral resources concerned but they should want to do something because that means there's could be a miss right something oh yeah miss. Okay. yeah i'd say anybody who's going through the effort of testing these mm -hmm. uh, is not going to be happy getting a low rating, gotcha. so they're going to want to take corrective action. I will say another thing, though, uh, the ASHTO accreditation program is, is uh, you know, obviously uses our ASHTO resource proficiency samples, mm -hmm. but other accreditation bodies uh, mm -hmm. throughout the world use the ASHTO resource proficiency samples. Um, and the proficiency sample program is also ISO 17043 accredited. Uh, which makes it a valid option for accreditation bodies throughout the world to use as their uh, primary proficiency sample provider. Gotcha. So other accreditation bodies internationally or whoever have may have other requirements of yeah, good and low they ratings. Yeah, and they may, yeah, they may decide that uh, zero is the low rating and that's all they care about. So gotcha. even though the ASHTO accreditation program has our policies on what low ratings are, uh, they need to get in touch with their accreditation body to see what the requirements are. Gotcha. And I and I will say there are we know that some of the other uh, accreditation bodies are enforcing similar requirements to what we are, mm -hmm. uh, because those laboratories do order blind samples to resolve suspensions from their accreditation bodies. So that was another another point that I was going to get to. So if you've had if the laboratories had four low ratings for the same standard in a row so then they would be suspended for that mm -hmm. then they would have to how do they resolve that how do they become reinstated well they need to take corrective action it needs to be effective corrective action in the way we judge that well we look at what kind of investigation that they've carried out the i don't know what happened is not typically a good response uh, you really need to look into it and figure something out uh, but then the way we judge the effectiveness of that corrective action is by having them test a blind sample. Uh, so the, the, the laboratory does have to pay for those, but mm -hmm. they can test a unknown, uh, uh, unknown sample and send the data sheet and results to us along with their corrective action. And we will determine, because we'll know what they received, even though they don't, gotcha. uh, we'll determine what their ratings would be. And if they're able to get a, a satisfactory, not a two, but a, a three, four, or five, Mm -hmm. uh, they can get reinstated for that, or they can wait till the next normal round, which would be you know a year for most of the samples. And yeah. usually, that's not something that the laboratories are excited about having yeah. a suspension listed for an entire year. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. So you mentioned there's the difference of you don't get it suspended for the ASHA accreditation program until you've had four 
low ratings in a row. So each both samples each time mm -hmm. for two year, two sample That's rounds. That's correct. But how would somebody say that says there's the first time they received a low rating? What should they do as best practices? That's maybe not required. So they're not going to get suspended for it. But like what thoughts and processes should they be going through when they get that first low rating? Uh, I'd say this is one of my my favorite questions that we get mm -hmm. from people because it's it really makes you think about all the processes that could take place. Uh, so the first thing is you want to look at whether you were high or low uh, from the average and you start thinking about, OK, well, what could have caused that? So you think about the mechanisms involved with the test. Could it be a temperature issue? Could it be a time issue? Mm -hmm. Uh, could it be a, a difference between a state method and the, the AASHTO method or ASTM method? Uh, you could look at your equipment calibration results and see how see if the equipment could have affected the outcome. Talk to the technicians, ask them, did they find anything unusual about the sample? Because I'll tell you what, some things, you know, we send out samples that are generally from the mid-Atlantic states. If you are in a different part of the country, those may be unusual for your technicians. Uh, like if you're in Arizona and we're sending you a, a clay from Maryland for soil testing, it may be kind of foreign to them. And you may ask them, hey, you know, were you confused by this? Was there was there something that went wrong or, or, or frustrated you along the way when you were testing this? You may find out what it is just from a conversation. But you do your investigation. Uh, you come up with a, a, a conclusion, uh, what you think went wrong. And then you see how it goes. So if, if it's your first time, you, you always can order a blind sample if you want for verification purposes. You know, we don't force you to. Uh, but if you want to do that, some people do that. They don't want any low ratings. They will get blind samples mm -hmm. and have their technicians test them. Uh, or you could do split samples. Uh, you could have somebody else run one uh, or maybe two technicians in your lab run them and see how it went. Or maybe you have another laboratory you have a good relationship with. You can split samples and have them run it, figure out what went wrong. Uh, so th there are some things you can do without even involving us mm -hmm. uh, that could be useful in taking corrective action. And then uh, you write your corrective action report. Uh, it'd be, it should be something that you discuss uh, or review during your internal audit, something you discuss with top management during management reviews. Uh, those are required by our 18 to carry those activities out. And just stay on top of it. Don't forget about it. Don't just file away and, and, and uh, ignore it. And then you see how you do on the next round. Okay. Now, if this was like an all of a sudden low rating, so you can, if the, if uh, laboratories are looking at their performance charts and they've been good for years, and then all of a sudden their ratings drop or something like that, um, is there any clues or anything that they should be looking at specifically if it's like an all of a sudden or if it's versus it's like kind of off or anything? Yeah, there's random things that happen sometimes, right? Uh, like even though we we do our best to ensure that the samples are are uh, uh, the same, you know, we do homogeneity mm -hmm. testing and all of that. There's always a possibility that something could go wrong um, along the way, from sample preparation to shipping to receipt to sample prep in the lab before mm -hmm. testing. Uh, I mean, we, we've even gotten corrective actions from laboratory about a cat getting into the sample or a dog getting into the sample or somebody throwing it out by accident or uh i mean a number of, well we, this is always funny like sometimes I, I, and i haven't seen this lately but we've had people say there was a cigarette butt in their sample and 
We don't even have any smokers in the proficiency sample area. <laughs> not only are you not allowed, but they don't even do it uh, just that on their own. So it would be impossible for it to end up in the sample. So, you know, obviously in that case, the technician or somebody in the lab area uh, used it as an ashtray. So, so those kind of things can happen. And so I wouldn't worry if you do have one low rating, okay. uh, it's not, and you generally are doing well, you may not find there to be a, a real root cause. Okay. Uh, also, uh, you know, statistically, uh, every once in a while, you're going to end up on the wrong side of things. Now, there are there are labs that never end up on the wrong side of things too, and and that's that's certainly possible. But it is don't I don't think people should panic okay. if they get one low rating. Normally, it's when you see consistent problems that. Uh, you really want to be concerned, and you, well, you you should always be concerned enough to look into it, though. So so don't ignore it, but you know look into it, but don't panic if you can't figure it out and it was an anomaly. Okay, and to to recap, what ratings are low and when do you need to take action? Can you go, kind of go over that again? Which are the good rating? What's the good? And then the yellow ratings. That's right. Okay, <laughs> yeah, color. three to three to five, three to okay. five, and and negative negative three to negative five, mm -hmm. uh, those are satisfactory ratings. Okay. Uh, two and negative two are low ratings, uh, but they are not suspendable ratings uh, based on our program requirements. But there, is there uh, action one, need to be taken? Yes, negative corrective two? action required, but absolutely. But you don't need to send it to us. Gotcha. You can do it on your own. Uh, negative one, one and zeros, those are suspendable low ratings if they are consecutive ratings on uh, both samples in the sample pair. I know that's a mouthful, uh, but is. I think people who are in the program will understand exactly what I'm saying. Yes, and I want to point out that we do have a couple newsletter articles on our website about this that will help if you cannot visualize that bell curve and knowing what we're talking about. Um, we have a couple proficiency sample related articles, so you can search those on our website. I believe one is um, being average has never been so good, and then I have a low yes. rating, what next? So I think there's two that are very, if you just put low ratings in, I think you'll be able to find some some articles there that may help visualize if you're more of a reader instead of a listener. Yeah, the being average has never been so good. That was one of my favorite articles that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one thing I wanna point out is that the, the reason why I like that title so much is that that's the whole key behind proficiency samples. Mm -hmm. It's not about being the best. It's about being the most average or most consistent <laughs> or most similar to the other laboratories in the program. Uh, and, and I think that's another another point that we, we shouldn't go on without making is mm -hmm. that people shouldn't get fancy or cute with the proficiency samples. They should just do what they normally do. That That's happened before where all of a sudden somebody runs a, a gradation is mm -hmm. a, a very common area where this happens. So a lab may run things normally all the time. And then they get the proficiency samples and they clean out every opening on the sieve <laughs> or they sieve until nothing else comes out and it's not what they normally do. And all of a sudden they've got more material mm. uh, after sieving than they put in because they clean <laughs> out all these old particles that were stuck in there. Don't do that. Just do what you normally do. And if you've got a problem with your, your, your sieve cleaning normally, then maybe add that to your your maintenance list of things to do regularly like hey let's clean these sieves out every once in a while or let, let's replace them if they're just problematic uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
but yeah, don't be fancy. Just be average. For yeah, yeah. Just do, just do the job you know how to do. <laughs> do you have anything else to add for um, for this topic? I think we covered no, most of it. the bases. I, yeah, we 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 covered it pretty well. I think people should know what to do now. Well, thank you for your time, Brian, and thanks for listening to Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or submit a question, just send an email to podcast at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other related news and content, check out our Ashto Resources Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org.